going on, guys? It's your man, Ed Hayes, the Wholesale Coach here, back for another episode of the Wholesale and Mastermind Podcast. And in this one, I've got my guy, Kevin Sims, onto the podcast. And he's going to talk about what he's doing out here in Chicago, y'all. Like, like, he's out here. He's the buyer. You feel me? Like, so if you out here in Chicago, make sure you connect with my man, Kevin, off the rip. I could tell you that. But not to mention, you know, he's out here in the game. I wanted to have him come on, talk about his journey so far, what he's doing out here. I think his journey and his story is going to relate to a lot of you all. But look, man, my guy, Kevin, how is it going, brother? I'm, I'm really, really glad to have you on. How's it going over there? It's going good, man. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast, man. I finally made it, man. I feel like hey. I'm doing something out here now, man. I made it. Hey. <laughs> hey, you out here, bro. You made it, my brother. <laughs> I'm really, really glad to have you on, though, man. I, I genuinely mean that, man, for real. I'm super, super glad to have you on. So, you know, for the audience members who, who may not know who you are, won't you go ahead and give them a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of background on yourself? Who are you? You know, kind of break it down for them. Absolutely. So uh, as Ed mentioned, my name is Kevin Sims. I'm originally from Chicago, you know, Southsider, born and raised out here. Um, I work, you know, I've been working in manufacturing and engineering and supply chain management for my career. So that's kind of the nine and five about Kevin. That's what I do. Uh, then, you know, what I'm interested in more so right now is this investment, right? So real estate investments, Really started learning more about that, uh, getting into it more heavy, really have some big plans ahead for 2021 and beyond. So very excited about that. Um, and then outside of it, man, the real, my real passion is music. So that's really what I'm trying to be able to put, you know, really get myself set up so I can really dedicate a lot of my time towards my passion. Okay. With music. So yeah. Okay, I see you out here. You say you're, you're a man of many talents. <laughs> uh, I think so. I like to think so. <laughs> the right way indeed man the right way indeed so i'm curious though like talk a little bit more about that 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 corporate life you know that that nine to five or whatever give people a little bit more insight about like like what do you do on a daily basis outside of just like the real estate investor absolutely so I, on a nine to five tip i uh i work for a large food company i'll say that and uh what i do is i help make sure that we we have enough food available within our restaurants to serve our customers on a daily basis. Mm. So I get the pleasure, I have the pleasure of working on many large promotions, unlimited time offers, uh, making sure you've probably seen some of the items I worked on, the programs I worked on on commercials. If you watch TV, or you heard them on the radio, or if you drive okay. past, you probably see us everywhere. Um, okay. That's really the nine to five that I do, man. It's really, I've been working in supply chain for about, two, this is 2021, so, God, uh, I guess six or seven years now. I started off as an engineer, uh, working in manufacturing plants. I've had the pleasure to live in many different states, man, from Jackson, Mississippi, uh, to uh, where else have I lived at? Georgia, um, Indiana, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, Virginia. I lived all over the place, and now I'm back here in Chicago. Okay, okay, man, okay, man. Hey, look, it sounds like it's been it's been quite the journey indeed, for real though. That's pretty cool, man. I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty cool, pretty cool background. Sounds like you know, you you've got a lot of experience and you know, kind of doing a lot of different things on a high level, it sounds like. Seriously, that's pretty cool. So okay, all right, all right, all right. Obviously, you know, I I, I know a lot of the background myself already <laughs> or whatever. So you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I want to definitely give the audience a little bit more of a feel of who you are and what's going on and things of that nature. So let's talk about, you know, like like so what are you doing out here now? Or let's say, you know, 
I know we started talking to each other a little while ago. Why don't you even talk about that? Like, how did you end up coming across me? Yeah, I can, so I'll take you back even a few years ago, right? So yeah. into uh, real estate itself. So um, as I mentioned, I lived in Indiana and I'm from Chicago. I used to live in South Bend, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And at the time I worked out in Indiana and I found a better job here in Chicago, more suitable for me. All my friends were here, my family was back here. So I made the move back from South Bend to Chicago. Uh, in Indiana, I owned a home. So I bought a home when I moved there. And uh, it was a pretty good neighborhood, pretty good division in, in South Bend. And when I moved, I didn't want to sell it. And so I was like, well, maybe I can rent this house out. And if I rent it out, at the time, I had no, like, no intent of being a real estate investor. I really just didn't want to pay my mortgage and didn't have to right, pay anything right. else, right? So it was just, if I can break even every month, that's perfect. We have to pay a few hundred dollars, that's good, as long as I have the brunt of the you know, the cost being paid by someone else. Right. So I did that. So I rented it out for two years and it worked out pretty well. Um, I didn't really have much of a vacancy. Like, well, never, I found renters real quick. There was a ton of interest for it. And I did everything myself. So I would list it myself. I would go drive to South Bend. I would show it myself. I would have this type of open house that everybody come through on like one or two days on the weekend. Then I would run all the background checks myself and I would the lease myself, I would collect the rent, everything. If maintenance issues happened, I was a one-man show. I did everything myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that for about two years. And then uh, I started to think, this was maybe in 20, that was in 2016 when I started doing that. So in 2018, I got the idea that I wanted to purchase a multi-unit here in Chicago. And uh, I was like, well, I don't want to manage my single family and manage the multi-home, you know, the multi-unit, one in one state and another in another state. So I decided to sell the house and then use that to kind of purchase a, a building here in Chicago. And I went about that and I purchased it on market, right? I didn't buy it off market. I purchased it on market. I used a 2013K uh, loan or 203K loan to fix it, right, to rehab it. Okay. So, so real, real quick, bro, yeah. if you could just break down like, what is a 203k loan for the audience members who may not know? Real, real quick. Absolutely, absolutely. So, a 203k loan, a 203k is a type of FHA loan where you have the rehab and purchase combined in one, right? So, it's um, you purchase a so you purchase the home for $100,000 and it needs $50,000 worth of work to become a livable space and to pass an inspection. The loan covers both. So they cover the purchase. Then they also put the rehab into an escrow account. And then you have uh, the repair work begin and the rehab work begin. They come out, inspect, you know, once the inspection is passed and they, you have draws taken out, you know, periodically, you may have four or five draws or so uh, to pay mm-hmm. for the rehab. And that's how you complete the purchase. So it's a way to really kind of get into investing, I would say. Well, if you want to buy a fixer upper, um, I should say I'm not a legal expert. I can't give you any legal advice, but if you want to house hack, it's a good way to house hack, right? Because with the FHA loan, you should actually live in a property for the guidelines. But um, right. yeah, that's how I got started, man. So I purchased with a two or three K. The rehab, <laughs> we can get to some details about that, but there was a lot of surprises. Learned a lot about that whole process of rehabbing the building. I knew nothing about any of this, right? So I'm thinking I'm going to buy something that needs a little bit of work. We fixed it up, right. it ended up being like a $200,000 rehab, man. It was so. right. So, you said it was like a $200,000 rehab, you said? It was, yeah. I mean, it's just a three unit building uh, with a full finished basement. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we pretty much gutted everything out. It wasn't gutted when purchased, so we have to get everything out and then, you know, update. But very happy with the results and very happy with, uh, you know, the amount of rental income that comes in from it. Man, so, 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 like, if you don't mind, bro, like, let's talk numbers on this. Like, I'm real, real curious. Like, what was the, I think we talked about this before in the past, but, like, what was the purchase price on this? And then, like, what was the rehab? And then, like, what's the, what's the current ARV on that? I'm curious. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I even back up a little bit further from that, too. So, as I was looking, I was only looking for multifamilies, right? Right, right, One right, in a four right. unit, uh, but four units are very rare. So I was actually in the running for about three different buildings. I had uh, actually four. I was in work for one four-unit building that I went to go take a look at, needed a little bit of upgrade work, wasn't very interested. It was occupied as well. Mm-hmm. I had another building um, in the Bronzeville area that I was in love with, but it needed just too much work for my, for my, for my blood. It was a little too much that needed. <laughs> and actually, I still take a look at that building now, man. Somebody else ended up getting it, fixing up. They did a great job with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, I drive by to see how it looks from the outside. I know, I know how the inside looks. I saw the pictures, and then there was another building in the South Shore uh, that was that was actually occupied as well. And then I saw this one. So the purchase price for this building was about it was actually three hundred thousand each. Okay. Uh, was the cost for the building, and it's a it's a brick, three flat, beautiful structure, red brick, uh, great guts, great foundation, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the rehab actually it, it wasn't quite two hundred thousand; it was about one eighty five. So all in all, net net, you know, the total all land costs four eighty five. Okay. Yeah, the worth of the building now, the ARV is about five fifteen. So, okay. you know, if you're an investor, it's probably not numbers you want to hear as far as on the, you know, the buying tip. I wouldn't go about it that route, but you have to think about it differently when you a live free and you collect rent and you make money off of that too. So that's you know, there's the numbers game on that aspect, and then there's cash flow. And I'll focus on that cash flow with this. Bang. Okay, right. So so are you living in that one yourself plus cash flowing it at the same time? You say it's a three unit? It is. It's a three unit. So I live in one of the units. And then um, there's a unit that's duplex down to the basement. That's my unit. And there's a second mm-hmm. floor unit and a third floor unit. Um, so with that, with these amazing interest rates, you know, I was able to live free. And then my mortgage is pretty much paid every month as well. Man, hey, hey, look, I ain't gonna lie, bro. You know, I told you before, man, look, I'm trying to get like you, bro. You know what I'm saying? For real, though, man. Like, that's that's pretty nice, though, man, for real. Like, and you say, like, like for an investor, hey, look, it may not look like that, but look, at the end of the day, you're living literally for free and someone else is paying your mortgage. You know what I mean? It's like, that's that's a blessing, man. I ain't gonna lie. That's a blessing. And that's just a start to a lot more man so that's pretty cool man so so that was the the first deal that you did right there then that would be yeah as far as like wanting to be an investor that would be the first deal right uh, right right but you had another property already like original management property and make right, right. That before um but actually thinking as an investor and wanting to do that this would be the first one Right, right, right. Hey, hey, well, man, hey, look, you say you worked it out, my brother, you worked it out. So, <laughs> and so I'm assuming that like you're cash flowing that property now, you own the asset, you know, and now, you know, you're living for free, you own the asset, you're cash flowing it. So, I mean, man, it sounds like it sounds like a pretty good deal, man, for real. So, man, that's pretty much like house hacking 101 right there, guys, for real. <laughs> it's working out, it's working out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. The right way, man. So, so why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about like, so 
So what have you been doing like since you've, you know, um, you know, acquired this asset? Um, like I know you've been into the wholesaling aspect and things of that nature, but like what's what's the what's the current situation for you right now? So like I really took interest into this real estate investor thing. Like so like I was after I came into this building, I started to research more and more. And I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to your podcast, you know, reaching out to you and learning more about things. And I realized there was this whole other world out there of like off-market properties that you can go and purchase. And you can buy them at a discounted rate and you can fix them up and then you can either flip them or you can live in them and do the same thing. Well, not really live them, but fix them up or like rinse them out, right? So that interests me. And I was like, well, maybe I went about this the first time. I didn't know what I was doing. It worked out pretty well, but I could have made it a little different. You know, it came out a little different with the deal too. So I just kept getting interested about the whole real estate investment strategy and what could be out there. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, you know, listening to different podcasts, reading different books, watching YouTube videos, I came across this thing called wholesaling. And I was like, okay, what exactly is wholesaling? It's flipping a contract. And it sounded almost too good to be true in the mm -hmm. first time, right? Like, I was like, this, why didn't I think about this before? First off, <laughs> there's, there's people out right here right. living is like making a killing out here doing this wholesaling thing. And right when I became interested in the wholesome, I think this was like in October of 2018. Was it 2018? No, October 2019 or so, around that time. That's right around the time when Illinois decided to change the law on wholesale, right? Where it required you to have a license if you were doing more than one deal a year. If not, the fines up to $25,000 and this, that, and the other. They were like the only state in the nation that has that strict law against right. wholesaling. And then, so right as I'm getting into this and learning more about it, you know, I'm, I'm hearing about this stuff too. So I'm like, well, okay, this is, all right. I'm still keep trying to figure out what it is. And um, like I said, listening to your podcast, I was working, I was, you and I were talking quite a bit. Like we were constantly talking, you were coaching me on, you know, different strategies and ways to get through. And I actually had quite a few places under contract, which is weird, but my act, like I had the acquisition thing down packed. But the whole disposition side of it, I just wasn't, it wasn't me. Like my end goal is to stop me from doing it because my end goal was always trying to buy them myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I never mm -hmm. very well. But that's how we kind of, uh, that's how I kind of got get to the whole selling university and listen to the podcast and everything with the whole stuff coach. Man, man, hey, hey, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's been, it's been one heck of a journey for you though, bro. I ain't <laughs> even gonna lie, man, for real, for real. So it sounds like, you know, like, you, you've kind of been through a lot, man. Like, you know, you've kind of, you've seen a lot of this industry out here. Like you kind of know what's going on now. I know you've had like some virtual assistants, you yeah. know, you've been, you've been around here rocking and rolling, hitting that Chicago market hard, man. So I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast, they probably want to know, like, they're probably curious, like, like, what are you actually doing in terms of your business to kind of get out here and get deals? Or like, what have you done in the past that's been really effective? Really effective, honestly, the, the main thing is about networking, mm. honestly. Like, so networking with other people that are like like-minded investors doing the same thing out here has been the most beneficial thing mm. I've implemented into my business. Like, you can have all the tools, right? You can have PropStream, you can have Data Finder, you can have Call Tools, you can have CallRail. Dial if you want to do that as well. But really networking and the power of people you know, that's really what has been the most beneficial for me because I've gained 
a lot of insight and knowledge that I didn't know about. I learn new things all the time, listening to different REI A meetings or just talking to other folks that have had their experience and what they're doing, how they're rehabbing, how they're going out and finding deals. Um, just really using that, that equity within the, the folks themselves have been the most beneficial. I, have, I had just about every tool out there, mind you, too. I mean, I was pulling lists daily. I was texting, calling everything but you know what i was missing was this that 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 piece that that uh kind of personal piece and then right. on that note right so while not even trying to uh i'll give you a crazy story about kind of what i'm working on now and i have a flip that's currently underway that we're i'm actually going to do the final walkthrough tomorrow hey. so <laughs> crazy I see you out there bro <laughs> it's been a journey you know single family home to be flipping uh it's gonna be a beautiful beautiful place it is a beautiful place. It's just about done now. Um, okay. And the way I found it, right? So networking, you know, on Facebook, you know, looking to the different uh, groups that are focused on investing. And uh, I forget exactly which post it was, but somebody was posting about, they had a property that they had listed online. And I was interested. I said, hey, you know, what's kind of, what's the numbers on this? And by the time I reached out to them, which was like a day after the post was up, I think they had another contract already. But me and the guy, we were, we kind of connected and he was asking me questions about, he was trying to be a buyer too. And, uh, you know, he's not from the States, he's Nigerian. He was like, well, you know, I ran into some issues with like different like uh, offices and stuff. And I was just giving him some advice and what I went through. I had to go talk to the ottoman about my building and get some, you know, have some questions, try to get answered. And I was kind of giving him advice just for free. Like, hey, this is what I went through. This is what you can do. Right. This, that, and the third. And he was like, hey, man, I have some other properties on the contract. Do you want to come take a look? I was like, yeah, what do you have? You know, I come take a look. He was like, hey, just give me your thoughts on it, too. Like, okay. So one of the properties, we went to go look at maybe three. And I bought in a buying one from him. He <laughs> went to go look at it, And he's actually the contractor on that property, too. So it's been, you know, kind of built a partnership in that going forward with it. So. Nice. Dang. That's the most powerful thing. Whew. Hey, that is, that's powerful, bro. For real. Like networking is ultra major, man. For real. You know, it sounds cliche. People say it all the time, but you know, your, your network really is your net worth, right? Like the relationships that you build end up making dramatically more of a bigger impact on your trajectory in life than like the stuff that you know inside of your brain you know what i mean it's yeah. like so so man that's what's up though man so so you say that you're working on this place right now it's just about at the table it sounds like it's just about actually you know what i'm walking through with my realtor tomorrow so we're going to get ready to list it it's in the spot mm. right now where we're just cleaning up you know and uh maybe touching a piece of paint or like a spot of paint on the wall here and there but it's it's good and done, man. And I want to add on that networking piece too. So it's not just networking, but it's uh, really just adding value, right? Like providing value, providing information, not just trying to get something out of it, but really just, you know, giving things out. And mm -hmm. in just doing so, I had no expectations for this, you know, this, this connection that I made with this guy. Then uh, it ended up being like a, a great partnership, a great business partnership. So right all about being genuine and networking not just networking to network I would say. Boom. like like selflessly trying to give to people hey i hear you my brother i hear you that's great advice right there for real okay all right all right so so i'm curious like like when it when it comes to like like right now then like like what's your what's your current 
goals. So like, oh, matter of fact, matter of fact, before we before we go to the next thing, like, if we can, like, if you don't mind, at least, like, let's yeah. talk numbers on this. Like, like, what's that yeah. deal looking like? I know you did that one deal before. You like look for an investor. I don't know. Da 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 da. What can you say about this deal? Is that are the numbers looking much better on that deal, or what's it looking like for you? I'm curious. I think the numbers are looking pretty good on this deal. Uh, so the purchase price was sixty one. Okay. Um, so uh, with the you know ARVs between two fifteen and two twenty five, so we use two fifteen. Okay. Um, rehab, we thought it would be around fifty. We could talk about that too. We had some other items pop up, right? So it's going to be more around seventy ish. Okay. 70, 80 ish. Uh, but as far as profit coming out of it, like this net return is still going to be around a 45, 50,000 range. Right, man. Hey, that sounds pretty hefty, my brother. I see you out there. Hey, you say you getting them out there. Hey, okay. Okay. Very excited about it, man. Very excited. And learn, you know, I thought I learned a lot when rehabbing this three, this three unit building. But, you know, as you continue to grow, you continue to know that you don't know everything. You never will. So I learned more with this process, too. So, Right, man, and I'm sure that there's so many more to come for you, bro. For real, for real. It's like you, in all reality, like in the overall scheme of things, like you just getting started out here. So, man, I know that it's gonna be so many more bigger deals, bigger and better things coming for you. For real, you're already doing forty, fifty thousand dollar deals right now. I'm sure that they're just gonna get larger. You're gonna be able to to build bigger and better uh, uh, projects and stuff like that. So, speaking of that. Like, let's talk about like, what do you plan on doing going forward? Like, like, what's the plan going forward? Like, like, um, like, what do you see yourself in like the next year from, uh, from now, let's say? Yeah, so I, I have a few goals and I'm breaking them down by different type of investment strategies, right? So uh, I have yet to close a wholesale deal myself. So personally, I would like to close at least three this year. So three by the end of 2021. Okay. And I'm all over the nation where currently I'm campaigning in Northwest Indiana. Uh, which is kind of the South Bend-ish area. Um, mm -hmm. That's where I'm at now. Uh, so that's one goal. So three wholesale deals. I don't really have a profit per se tied to them with those goals, but just wanted to close those and get that experience in. Um, okay. I would like to also complete two additional flips this year. So I'm not counting this one. This one will be one. So a total of three flips for this year on single families. And then I would also like to purchase three additional rental properties this year. Yes. I really kind of, I like the number three a lot. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to break things out this year. Hey, okay. Okay. So, so three flips total three, uh, uh, what was it? You said you went to three, three wholesale deals as well. Right. Yeah. So, so keeping it modest, not trying to go like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? Let me, I got to da 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 but, but I work, you know, all the time. So that's right. Right. Yeah. You say you out here in the field, man, you know, you, you're a man of many talents, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, but that's really, really cool though, bro. Like, I think that that's, that's worth noting right there. I really, really do that. You know, despite you having the corporate gig, the nine to five working for a major company, you know, it's like you still, have been able to, you know, get out here, invest into real estate, earn some good profit, cash flow, house hack, you know, man, like, like, hey, look, bro, you're, you're rocking and rolling out here, man. Like I said, I'm trying to get like you, my brother, for real, for real, man, for real. So, man, super proud of you, bro. I'm not even going to lie. You say you're out here knocking stuff out, for real, for real, man. I know we, we've been chatting for a nice little minute, man. Like, how long has it been? Wow, um, I think it's been... Almost right when I started uh, getting into the wholesaling. So I think it's been since 
at least Q4 2019, it had to be uh, around, it was crazy, it's been over a year now, I think 2020 went by, it went by slow over we there, but it's fast when you think about it, when you think back on it, man. Right. But it's been a while, yeah, we've been talking for a while. Yeah, man, for real, for real. Hey, hey, but man, hey, I, I'm super excited for you, though, man. I can't wait to see like what's coming up next out there in the Chicago market. Like, like what type of things that you plan on knocking out while you're out there in Chicago? Like, so I so you said three flips, three, three flips. wholesale deals. You know what I'm saying? So, man, hey, hey, and hey, look. And then three buy and holds. I would like to also add three additional. OK, three type of investment strategies, three deals in each this year. Right, right, right. Hey, man, that sounds that sounds like a reasonable goal, though. And I definitely think that it's possible out there in Chicago. You know, it's a ton of opportunity. And obviously, you know, a lot of this audience, y'all probably know me from being out in Chicago. So, look, if y'all got some great deals off the market, man, look, holla at my mans, man. Look, he right here, obviously, you see, he trying to wholesale. He trying to be the buyer, though, at the same time. So it's like, look, reach out to him. You know, he's an asset. So, bro, like, speaking of that, though, real quick. Like, how would you want people, oh, excuse me, like to be able to connect with you, like just in general, like whether it's Chicago, Indiana, wherever else, like if they just want to get some game from you or be able to connect with you, link up, like how would you want someone to be able to link up with you? Yeah, absolutely, man. So they can follow me on IG. I have uh, my business as a page. So it's Golden Equity LLC, all one word, on IG. You follow me on there. Connect with me, DM, or something like that. Mm. You can also email me if you want to email the social media, right? So you can email me at kevin.sims, that's S I M S, just one M, at goldenequityllc.com. Um, you can find me there too, man. So there's either those options, you know, hit me up or we can connect. Like, like I'm interested in the deal, right? I'm getting ready to close on this deal here. Like, I'm looking for more. So, <laughs> I'm trying to buy some more. And I actually plan on buying two at the same time when I close out on this. So I'm, I'm really trying to keep it moving here. So if you Ooh. have some, you know, properties on the south side, preferably brick, you know, houses or, or buildings, definitely get at me, add me to your buyers list. I'm serious about it. I'm not playing around. I won't, I won't play with you. If I, the numbers don't work out for me, I'll let you know real quick. I'm not going to hesitate to let you know. If I'm interested in it, you'll know that as well. So. Hey, 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 look, I can vouch for this, man. He don't play no games out here. You know, you can tell the man is well-educated. He not playing no games out here. Like, you know what he's looking for. If y'all got something, he going to let y'all know right away, like, whether he's interested or not. So definitely shoot him what y'all got, man. It's a ton of opportunities out there in Chicago, man. Y'all know how I get down. Y'all know how we get down on the Wholesale Mastermind podcast, man. We out here trying to make relationships between people. And we also trying to drop some nuggets on the community, man. Let y'all know that, look, it's possible for you too, for real. Like, like you can get out here and be closing $40,000, $50,000 flips. You know what I'm saying? You can be getting out here, getting wholesale deals. You can so, so, so real, real quick though, bro. I'm curious, like, like when it comes to the, to the funnel, right? That you have in place right now, right? Like, like, like what does that funnel actually look like? Right. I want to make sure that we drop in as many gems as possible on the community while we got this opportunity with each other, bro. So like, like, what does it actually look like for you right now? I would tell you it's, it's quite healthy. It's quite healthy, man. So I utilize you know, the tools I listed earlier. I still use those tools. So I, I use them more so to try to find my own deals now for myself as opposed to wholesaling. But I, you know, through PropStream, I have, 
of actual properties of interest, I would say about 30 or so, uh, located primarily on the south side and the south suburbs. Um, these are like ones that have been vetted. The numbers I've looked into, they're still available. You know, once I have the funds available to go purchase again, I'll go double check to make sure they're still there. Um, and then this connections with other folks, man. I, I, I'm constantly talking to wholesalers I know, letting them know, let them know the status of where I'm at right now with my deal. Let them know when I expect to close, when I have more funds to go purchase additional. Um, so I would say that the funnel why I like to keep it is fluent, right? So deals are always closing and coming in and closing and coming in and opening it up. But back to the networking piece, I let the realtors that I know that I'm interested in, you know, purchase something else. I actually had somebody hit me up about a deal another like two weeks ago about a, they wanted to partner on something. Um, so I like to keep the funnel wide open. And then another thing I wanted to say too is if we could take this a little bit of a step back, I wanted to give people some information about the funding of this deal for the house. We yeah. talked about the 203K. I wanted to also talk about you as hard money for this particular deal and that experience because it was one heck of a journey. Uh, yeah. to oh man, let's talk, bro. Look, because I, I may be using some hard money real, real soon. So talk to me, my brother. Tell me more. Oh man. So let me first by start by saying this, right? So everyone knows how the year 2020 went, right? Like banks really dried up, you know, funds were not readily available. Uh, no one knew what was going to happen, right? Everyone was, I don't want to use the word fearful, but everyone was cautious mm -hmm. about the market, cautious about the economy. Um, so I began looking at houses. This again, right? I was wholesaling, thinking about wholesaling properties, and I came across the first property I came across was actually a two a two flat uh, in the Inglewood area. Um, actually, it's in the Woodlawn area, and I was like, "Hey, I could potentially sell this to somebody else, or or I could buy it myself." So, you know, I, I contacted the owner. And I ended up deciding I was going to try to purchase this myself. And, uh, you know, I went through the process. I did everything again myself, too. Like, I had the inspection completed. You know, I went out looking for, for loans and all that good stuff. Uh, I had it appraised and inspected out of my own pocket, right, to make sure the numbers worked out. And I thought I found a lender. Turned out to be a fraud. Turned out to be a police scam. And wow. I'm losing one. And they're losing money on it. It was crazy because everyone was tightening up with it, but they were like, yeah, we'll fund the deal. And they looked at the numbers. So it seemed legit until it came time for them to actually close on it. So I ended up losing like $4,500. You know, wow. it's just gone. It's just gone. You know, I'm still waiting to see if the fraud case is going to be completed by the bank. <laughs> see if I give them money back. So I paid for the appraisal, right? I paid for an inspection to take place. I paid a down payment. I paid earnest money, you know, to it. And I was constantly contacting the lawyer that the lady had. And she was real nice, by the way. Very mm -hmm. nice lady. She has another property here in Chicago. Her and I, we, we connected. We talked. We need to reach out to her to see how she's doing. And we were, she was real nice. And then right, right. the end of it, I just kept, I, you know, I'm a transparent person. I told her, I was like, hey, you know, I'm pretty sure this loan I thought I had was a scam. I'm not going to be able to get through with it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, well, that's unfortunate. So what has happened coming on the business side? I was like, well, you know, the earnest money stays with you. I paid her a thousand dollars down for the earnest money. I was like, well, you know, that kind of stays with you kind of based on the contract. I just want to let you know that I'm not going to be able to purchase it. And she was like, well, you know, just let me know if you do find a way to do it. And she was real nice, but you know, through that experience, 
I lost money, but I gained a lot of knowledge, right? So I'm like, okay, it has made me hungrier. So I went out there, I'm like, I'm gonna find me some, I'll find finance that will work for me. So I ended up working with a broker um, with this deal that I purchased. And this came down to the wire. Like I thought this was gonna fall through too. I paid, you know, I earned this money down in this house again, on the house that I'm currently be having to get ready to finish. Uh, it came down to insurance. Like, so when you get private money, when you get hard money, it's different from when you have, um, when you're going to buy a house for yourself. And mm-hmm. many ways it's different. One, for hard money, you have to close in the name of an entity. So you have to either have an S Corp or C Corp or an LLC. There has to be some kind of corporation, an entity that purchases the property, not yourself. Okay, right. So, um, so that was one thing. And that was fun. I had the business, everything was set up, everything was good. No concerns or issues there. They focus more so on the investment property than they do on your credit history. Right. Right. So they look to see, they go out, they do their own appraisal, which is what I learned. Right. So I paid for my appraisal before working with the other house, thinking I had them all, but really the lender would do their own appraisal. Right. Which is what mm-hmm. a regular bank would do. They go out and appraise the property themselves. Right. And when they appraise this property, they approve it right away. They're, okay. This is perfect. You did yeah, what you're getting it for, what you want to pay for the rehab, what it's going to be worth afterwards. Clear cut deal. It came down though to they they had me sign my life away, literally. I had to sign at closing was ridiculous. Even the lawyer, he was like, Man, I've never seen this many different stipulations and you know, the all the different uh, I forget what they call them, but all the different things you pay for on a title. Like I, it was the I've never seen that much paper. The paper wow. was really thick. And I'm sitting there signing for like two hours straight, just signing. Oh, straight. they out here finessing. <laughs> they finessing. What's going well, on? It took about four hours. And so we're sitting in the title company. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. Like, hey, they haven't sent the money yet. And it came down to insurance. <laughs> hmm. So you have to get, you have to have uh, not just kind of regular insurance. It's like, it's, I forget exactly what it is, but it covers like, it's not general liabilities. It's general liability. And then there's this other piece that has to go with the general liability insurance. And I was reaching out to all these different companies or whatever, and they just didn't have it. I was like, no, we can't do it, or we can't get it this close, or we could get it to you, but it'll be Monday, and I had to close by that day, Friday. I'm like, well, that doesn't work. Whoa. So, and like at the 11th hour, like, hey, we have somebody we can give you that you can use their insurance for. I'm like, why did y'all say this? 13 days ago, <laughs> why y'all just waiting? Uh, it actually ended up being like the cheapest option out there. But it was just, you know, when you're working with, with hard money lenders, they focus on the, they focus on the property itself. Um, they look, they make you sign a lot of paperwork. It's like for in this instance, I can't rent it out. I can't have any money live there. I have to flip it. Like it only can be used for a flip. Mm-hmm. Every, every hard money lender is different. Every loan is different. So you really have to pay attention to what, they uh, want and what you're agreeing to. Um, it's expensive. It's very expensive. It's extremely expensive. So you really need to make sure that you calculate your holding costs and understand how long you expect the rehab to take place, understand how your exit strategy. So you need to have a good understanding of the market, right? So if houses typically sell on an average in six months, like it takes about an average of six months for a house to sell, don't go in thinking you're going to sell the house in one month. You need to be prepared to pay the holding costs for 
you know, I would even add some months on top of that average to, to go for the higher range of the average. Right, um, right. What else was I going to say about that hard money? Oh, if you can find private money, go that route. So private money would obviously be better. Private money is like, you know, somebody that has a lot of money. They are interested in investing, but they don't really want to flip any properties themselves. They kind of just want to be a passive investor into real estate, right? And gets quicker returns than they can get in the stock market or mm -hmm. gambling or something else like that, right? So they give you the money for the purchase. They give you the money for the rehab. And then once everything's done, once you get your money, once you put the house on the market or you rent it out, if you do a cash out refi, you pay them their money back plus profit. And it's mm -hmm. simpler in most cases than it is hard money lenders are. So right, I recommend right. if you are looking to purchase yourself, I would highly recommend that you're looking to private lenders first. If you can't find any private lenders, then you go to the hard money about Right, right. So you say that it's expensive. And then also just to kind of add on to that list of things that you were saying, you also got to make sure that they're credible. Apparently, you know what I mean? Like we can't just, you know, like you can't just take everybody's word for it. We got to do like maximum due diligence and just verify fully and thoroughly that these people are uh, vetted thoroughly. Let's just put it like that, because apparently they out here finessing y'all. So make sure that you're careful out here with your funds for real, for real. I mean, honestly, like one of the websites, like the one that I end up using, I found like some, I found a typo on the website. I was like, oh, okay. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, if anyone's been with Ed for a while, y'all been through the whole Wholesale University, you know, if you have a website, one of the things it says is make sure that it, you proofread, make sure it looks credible because people look at that. They take a look at that and it, it's not, they're going to question it. So I looked and I saw it I, and I brought it to their attention. I was like, hey, you know, I noticed this little typo here. Y'all may want to change this or, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> going on here. But uh, the internet working out. They've been great, I will say this. So they've been great in the process, right? So I knew the cost up front, they didn't hide any cost from me. They've been, the draws have been going great. They get out there and they expect pretty, pretty quick, which is important. So hmm. it's another learning experience for me though. Man, man, I'm sure like one of many, man, you know, it's like you already answered my question for me, man. Like I was going to ask you like, man, like tell me like about a, a situation that challenged you, but like, man, look, you just broke it down thoroughly and fully right there. Like that's, that's crazy, man. Like, so I see that, you know, the, the hard money game is like the wild, wild west. It's not necessarily, but it's like, you probably want to read yeah. them contracts, like yeah, real, real thoroughly, for real. It's a new experience if you're new to it and then your rates get better the more you do. Like they, they base it off of your experience in the property, right? And yep. technically for a flip, this is my first one, right? So right. You, know, you are a higher risk. Right, right. That makes sense, though, man. You know, they're they going to tax you more if you're just getting started. But hey, it's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll chalk it up to the game, but we're still out here getting 40, 50 on them. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? We spending their money at the end of the day. You feel me? So it's like we make a little bit less off of their money. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's not too bad of a problem. So hey, it works. One thing I learned, too, man, is don't ever, don't ever look at someone else's pocket. You know, like someone's. Someone else said, the reason why resources have that blind, have those blinders on is because if you start paying attention to the left and to the right, you're going to trip up. You need to focus on what you focus on. That's what's in front of you. you you worried about what somebody else is making off of a deal. Wholesalers wouldn't exist. <laughs> mm. you know, That's exactly. so true, man. You For real, man. You're going to benefit and how it's going to benefit you and stop worrying about what somebody else is doing. They're making their money. That's great for them. You know, I'm also making some money, too, so. 
I'm okay with. Right, right. The real question is like, what are you doing to actually get your deals? Because at the end of the day, it's like if you sitting on the sidelines just watching everybody else out here slam dunking like LeBron, you just going to be a bench warmer. Or do you actually want to get into the game? Like you said, don't be watching everybody else, because I think that that's great advice for real, for real. <laughs> so, so, man, like I know you've been out here for a little while, bro. You know, you've had, you know couple few of your own like own property situations now up to this point for someone that's looking to get started in wholesaling or just real estate investing in general bro like what do you think would be like the best advice that you can offer to, to someone that's just looking to get started Dude, soft skill wise have tough skin be dedicated put the time in to make it happen uh, you're gonna have some ups and downs it's not you're not going to know a lot so don't wait don't watch the next YouTube video. Don't keep listening to podcasts thinking you're going to find that golden nugget in them. Like you have to go out there and get some experience yourself. Um, another one I would say is, as I mentioned before, network. Like get with other people that are doing it. See how they're operating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, you know, I've seen a lot of stories out there too. Like you don't even need all the tools. It's really just about your dedication and how, how much work you put in. Like you may get your first deal and your first call. You may get your first deal six months later. That kind of depends on what's happening in the market and all that good stuff. But you have to be dedicated and truly want it, you know. And then also, don't make your goal when you first started continue to be your goal all the time. It can change. So, like, I started off focusing on wholesaling and I've been buying something instead of wholesaling. So, you, you know, always reevaluate, move, be agile. This. You have to put the work in, man, because you can go out there. I, I mean, this is truth. Very honest. You and I talked about this. I had every tool out there, all of them, mm-hmm. every recommendation. I've had it at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And I just, for some odd reason, I just wasn't putting the work in. So I had all the tools. I'm paying all the money. I'm looking at my, and I put on a little business credit card, looking at my balance, grow and grow and grow and grow every month, you know, month after month. And it didn't have any deals come through. And I'm seeing people coming in, they putting the work in every week, and then they getting deals before. And I'm like, I need to change something. It was me that needed to change. Like all the tools don't matter. It's all about how much effort you're gonna put into it, how passionate you are about it, and how much you wanna win. If you want to win, you will win. So man, mic drop, like right there, my brother. Mic drop. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> For real, man. I hope that y'all like really, really taking this in, man, because my man is dropping like golden gems on y'all for real. Like I, I, I totally 1 million percent concur with everything that you just said right there for real, man. I think that that's some really, really good advice just all around for real. It's going to take a lot of work. It's not going to be easy. Don't yeah. think that, you know, and be flexible. I think that that's something that I can really, really touch base on or like, just like I relate to that real, real hard, bro. Because like, you know, I've been wholesaling since 2016. And now, just now, like I'm actually diving into actually thinking about subject to and lease option and purchasing properties myself and renting out stuff and Airbnb and da 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 da. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I feel like because I kind of put myself within that box that I kind of like sheltered my, uh, myself, you know, I kind of limited my own options for no reason in all reality. There's no real benefit of doing that. So I'm glad that you're out here like telling the people, like, look, Keep your options open. You may be thinking about wholesaling something. It may turn into a lease option. It may turn into a subject to deal. Yep. Learn these strategies. 
ignorance is bliss, but knowledge is power. Learn these strategies, y'all, for real, for real. Absolutely, absolutely. It actually made me think about something, too. You mentioned Airbnb. That's actually another thing I'm kicking off, too, once I close on this house, man, is uh, you can you can have with the, the virtual assist, assistance available and, you know, you can you can have an Airbnb property anywhere and it doesn't require the same capital, you know, that purchasing a home somewhere does. So you really just have to have, you know, the money for the lease and furnishing, which could be maybe, you know, depending on where you are, a few thousand dollars versus tens of twenty thousand dollars to go purchase something. And the cash flow can be the same or even better. So that's what I'm looking at. But one thing I will learn, man, I have learned, I continue to learn and try to grow and think about is this cash flow. Like some things are more attractive, they sound better. Like to me, fixing and flipping is like, oh yeah, I fixed this house and I flipped it for 50,000. But that's a one-time payment of $50,000. Mm-hmm. Like imagine a $600 cash flow for the next 30 years every month. And then grows and grows and grows. And you can pass on to someone else. Like once I sell this home, that's it. I want to know more is not an asset. It's nothing to me anymore, right? It's just the cash is what I get out of it. And right. we all know, well, you may not all know, but cash is not as great of an asset as like property or land. Like mm-hmm. it's an investment is better than this cash. We had a hundred million dollars sitting in your house right now. What does it do for you? <laughs> That's so true. That's what does so it do true. for you? Well, if you had a hundred million dollars worth of assets outside of that, you know, this that cash, you can do a lot more with that. You can pass it down to other people. You pass the cash down and so tell them what happened. And then pay for pots too. I don't know if you can know that, but pay for right. pots. And you're putting that money to work, you know, instead of just letting that money just sit up underneath your uh, uh, your mattress, you know, you're actually putting that money to work and you're making that money go out and go find more money for it to play with pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Your money needs friends out here, y'all. Your money. Oh, you know what? I just, I'm still on this from another podcast. I have to say, I have to share it though. Uh, and I'm gonna share where I heard it from. Um, earn your leisure. Uh, if you listen to them, they just yeah. had someone on. I think it was a few days ago. Uh, they were talking about uh, the misconception, you know, within the African African American community and maybe some other minority communities too, or just maybe this poverty areas in general. And it's that you need to work hard for your money. And I'm, this is this is not Kevin saying this. This is getting it from the Earn Your Leisure podcast. So go check them out. Um, mm-hmm. as well as obviously the wholesale coach. I'm going to drop some nuggets I learn myself, but it's like, uh, <laughs> we all think they need to work. We hear about people working two jobs, working three jobs. And they said, well, how many people, how many rich people have you seen really working two jobs? Can't think that's, of, I, so when they said, I'm like, I can't think of anybody that I know to work two or three jobs that has had a lot of money. That's they true. sacrificed their time for money. But what you really need to do, so they were working hard for the money, what you really need to do is make your money work for you. So while you're asleep, your money is out there. Every dollar becomes a worker. You know, every dollar you earn goes out and earns more money. And then that dollar goes out and earns more money for you. So that's why, you know, cash is great to have. It's it's flashy, but you need to have your money working for you. That's what I'm focusing on now, like this net cash flow. How can I use this to give me some other assets that keep bringing me cash to use it? get more assets to keep bringing me cash that's the real game right there man that's the real game because when you got the assets you don't necessarily have to go out there and actively make your money anymore you know if you got ten thousand dollars and just passive income coming in because you have assets 
then you can just go take a month vacation in like Peru or something like that. You know, just go have at it in, you know, uh, uh, Bali or wherever you want to go. Right. And still be out here getting that passive income, whether you get hit by a bus or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like like that's pretty nice, man. You can't beat that for real. Yeah. So that's that's my if you would have asked you what's my goal is to keep increasing my net worth and keep going out and finding more assets to, to work for me. That would be my goal. Whatever legal strategy I can do that in, that's my goal. There you now. You say by all means legally possible, right? <laughs> by all means necessary, right? Yeah, hey, I hear you, bro. For real, for real, man. For real. But man, hey, 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 man. I think that this has been like a really, really inspirational one right here. I ain't never gonna lie, man. Like, 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 tell the people a little bit more about like, like, like you and your background. Like, where do you actually come from? I probably should have started with this in like the beginning and stuff like that. I think you kind of, you kind of briefly touched on. It. You said you come from Chicago and stuff like that. But I'm curious, like, like, what was that upbringing like, bro? Like, like, what type of upbringing was that? Like, before you got to where you are right now, I'm just curious. Like, like, how did this end up turning out for you? Uh, yeah, man. So Southsider, you know, born and raised. Um, I had a pretty uneventful upbringing, really, man, even on the south side of Chicago. I didn't really have much going on. I didn't come from a very poppish home. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, but we were never poor, you know, so uh, I lived in a pretty decent neighborhood. You know, it was regular south side of Chicago neighborhood, but it wasn't like I was in the hundreds mm -hmm. in some of the other areas that you hear about where it was this you know, the wild, wild west out there going crazy. Um, right. I went to, I graduated from Jones College Prep. You know, I went to a pretty diverse high school. I think that was a pretty big impactful thing for me. Uh, the high school didn't have, we didn't have a, <laughs> we didn't have a gym at the time. Uh, yeah. They had just built the school. It's right, and it was right next to a homeless shelter at that point. They since then moved the homeless shelter else, elsewhere and put a gym there. Uh, but, you know, had a very diverse group of people I hung out with in high school, regular. Uh, one thing I do remember that kind of you know, when I think about investing, one thing that kind of comes to my mind is, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood up to the point of my freshman year of high school, like right in that first and second month, we lost the house. I think we lost the house in taxes or something like that. And we ended up moving to quite a few different neighborhood, neighborhoods and areas throughout the city. I probably lived in like three or four different places after that. Um, but, you know, life was always good. We never really, our, our uh, what do you call it? Our quality of living never really decreased. Right. It was just in different areas and whatever. As I think about that, I was like, I always wanted to own homes because we lost that home when I grew up in. So I always think about that too. So that's kind of like the, the bottom inspiration. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of normal upbringing, man. You know, I, was, I didn't really care for school in high school. I started thinking about it more when I went to college. And then, you know, I thought I had, everyone told me you need to work to get you some money. And real talk, I've been working like I'm not super old, right? I mean, you're around the same age, but I work, I make pretty good money. And then there was a point in time in my life where I was working, making good money, but I never had any money. And I was like, I was like, what is like, it was like the middle class nightmare, right? Like I had made just enough money to acquire enough credit that, that I could just go crazy with it, not knowing anything about financial education and how to actually use it to your benefit or using it to my detriment, right? So I'm, I'm going against myself with it. And then that's what kind of inspired me too to go and get into real estate and think about cash flow. It's like, I made great money for my job, which is nice. You know, I, I do pretty well now if I wasn't doing real estate, but I made great money for my job. But it's like, I've lost a job before due to layoffs. I had no income at that point in time. You know, I was like, what do I do 
if this happens again, like, do I have to rely on somebody else to feed me? Do I want to have my own money? And I like traveling, man. I like taking vacations. Do I have to wait until I get my vacation, get it approved my whole life? Like until I'm 65, until I can retire? <laughs> what does my freedom look like? So I just be thinking about things like that, man. But you now also being uber responsible too. Like my job does well by me. I'm gonna do well for my job. You know, until I, if I decide to leave, it'll be, you know, Adam in time, all that stuff, no time soon. But yeah, man, it's a normal upbringing, man. I just thought about, I just think about different things. I had different experiences where I made a lot of financial mistakes early on. Everybody always thought I had money, but I heard it for a while. So now I'm not, and I'm just, I don't want to hurt no more. So <laughs> keep, keep the money going there. Man, I feel you, bro. For real. It's almost like 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 knowing knowing that pain almost like like a lot of times with a lot of people's stories that's actually like kind of progressed in life and stuff a lot of times it's like that pain is there there's like a certain pain where it's like you know for you it's like you know you y'all lost that house you know it's like you've been in that situation where you wasn't making no money before and da 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 so it's like the pain it's like i ain't never going back there it's almost like a huge motivating factor for people for real though like like yeah, man, like, you know, growing up on the South Side, going through multiple different living situations and stuff like that, like, I'm sure that that connects and hits home with a lot of people, like, maybe they aren't, you know, maybe they didn't have like this ultra, ultra struggle or something like that, and maybe they are in like a halfway decent job situation where they can, you know, get out here and invest. And like, so I hope that this, I hope that you all who are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, that, that this resonates with y'all, man. So y'all realize like, these are the, the traits, the qualities, like the, the things that actually lead people to actually end up getting there. Right. It's usually like a calling. It's like something that like leads you to where you're going. But once you get there, then it's, I mean, once you're mentally there, right, you see this, image you've got to be willing to actually put in that work and be disciplined and do the things that actually lead to the goals focus on the activities that lead to the goals get the good credit you know what i'm saying get the get the income coming in so you can actually put those down payments down and earn us money and da 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 like all of that stuff is important but like just getting out here and actually taking action is probably the number one thing that you all can take from everything <laughs> at yeah. the end of the day. Get out here, network, take action. Man, look, bro, I just got to say, man, look, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I feel like this has been, I genuinely believe that this has been a super valuable podcast. I really, really mean that, man, for real. Like, you know, coming from the South Side and whatnot, bro, like you out here, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a journey, man, for real. Yeah, man. That's two things I want to say in closing, too, man. Real yeah. two things. So I wanted to share that, like, I'm just the ordinary guy story because I, oftentimes we hear about those that struggle a lot and they made it. And that's great. But you don't have to have a great struggle to really do great things. Like, mm -hmm. anyone can be great. You don't have to be extremely privileged to be great. Anyone mm -hmm. can be great. It's really up to you. Um, it's all about what motivates you. And then the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, I talked about when I lost the money trying to get the house and the loan and all that good stuff, but it was money I could afford to lose. It's an investment. Every investment is a risk. So you know, while you're out here looking at it, just make sure you can afford to lose it. Don't lose your house, your primary living situation. Right. You know, you know, trying to invest to come up. You know, it's really a long-term deal. You should think about everything. It's what can you, you afford to lose? And that's what you can invest. This is my mindset. Right, right. We are we are not attorneys. Do not take this as legal advice. <laughs> we are not telling you to go financial. I'm not a financial uh, consultant or a you know, business professional or that, but just 
my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kevin's philosophy about that. <laughs> For real, man. Like, don't chew off more than what you can bite. I mean, don't bite off more than what you can chew. I think that that's how it goes. Like, <laughs> but yeah, though, man, like, man, I really do. I really, really do think that this has been a really, really valuable one, bro. Like, I appreciate you coming on, man. I really, really mean it, bro. Like, I can't wait to get this one out to the community. It's going to be coming real, real soon. I'm curious, like, is there anything that you think that we left out? Anything else that you want to kind of add into the community, like, before we kind of wrap things up here? Um, I think we covered a great bit of it, man. The one last thing I'll leave with everybody is just believe, I believe in abundance, and I think you should believe in abundance, too, at least look into it, like, Often, I, I shared before, if you go out there and you see all these people doing great things, you see all these other people getting deals, you may think there's nothing out there for me, but man, there's billions of people in this world. And there's nothing but space and opportunity everywhere. So just go out there, focus, be uber focused on you, put your blinders on, network, you know, find out what motivates you from inside and keep going. That's all I can really share, man. I hope to be back on the podcast again later was I have more deals under the belt more opportunities under the belt. And maybe I could come back and tell you I'm a private lender myself. That would be the goal. Ooh, let's go. Hey, hey, Kevin say he about to be out here with the bag. Like, look, man, well, how much you need, my brother? How much you... <laughs> hey, look, man, make sure that y'all reach out to my guy, Kevin Sims, bro. Like, I really, really mean it, bro. I would be glad to have you back on in the future. We can definitely coordinate some. You already know I'm sure that we'll be in some communications and whatnot. I may even be doing some deals out there in Chicago as well this year. So be on the lookout, my brother, for real, for real. You may have something that I'm looking for, for real. Look forward to it. For real, for real. Hey, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on, man. This has been a great one. Um, guys, it's going to be links down in the description of this video or this podcast, wherever you're listening to it at or watching it at. Check that out. Connect with my guy, Kevin, man. You know, he, he, he dropped some gems on y'all. Hit that like button on the video. Make sure that y'all rate the podcast if you're watching it on Apple Podcasts. And man, whoo. This has been one hell of a uh, one hell of a podcast, man. Hey, let's get it. I'm inspired, man. I'm ready to go take some action. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. So <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's about it. Good guys. Look, until next time, we are hoax. <laughs>